Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Um, the whole crew is back in the house, man. So let's go around the table and uh, introduce everybody. Of course, I'm Jason, your host. I'm always here, as you know. Um, and up in the north, we've got the return of the Mag Geek, Big A. Uh, Big A, say what's up, man? Good evening, good morning, or whatever time it is, wherever you are currently listening to this. Hey, nice spot. <laughs> And of course, we've got the wrestling kid Richard with us as well. Rich kid, how you doing, man? Not too bad, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, Alvin, good to have you back as well, man. Oh, thank you. Good to have you back as well because we've missed each other between podcasts. Yeah, we have. we've we been have. like um, ships in the night passing yeah. each other, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why I've come with that romantic analogy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just felt like we should be hugging. Yeah. Should I smoke a cigarette? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like... <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of love right now, listeners. <laughs> Well, we hope you've all been good and you've all been well and you've enjoyed um, the various bank holidays that have been around if you're in the UK. And if you're not, well, boy, <laughs> I'm sure you've got plenty of bank holidays to look forward to in your respective countries. But yeah, we're going to enjoy them. So cool. Um, all right, man. Well, Alvin, as you know, uh, Big A wasn't with us last week. Uh, the reason for that was because he was able to go to the Star Wars celebration Orlando. Uh, in America. For those that, that don't know, uh, this has become an, an annual thing that, that the uh, owners of Star Wars do. Uh, every so often they'll have a, a convention um, organized where fans from around the world get to go and, and uh, visit and meet some of the stars and, and listen to panels and things like that. So um, as we're all big Star Wars geeks here, we're going to dive right into the nitty gritty of that. Um, so big A, man. Um, tell everybody, you know, like, how the experience was overall for you for going there because you've been before obviously to the one in london so yeah. how did it differ going to the united states did everybody um look at you weird because of your man <laughs> <laughs> you know what it, it was it was really i think i spoke to more people this time around um more people more randoms uh which is actually it's just really it's just really nice to do just talk to other fans about just stuff whether it be star wars rebels or or the movies or Rogue One, you know, or the books or the comics that they're currently doing. It, it's just nice to chat to everyone. Um, it, it was quite a similar experience actually to uh, to last year in London uh, with a few a few minor differences here or there. But overall, like I, I really enjoyed it. Four days I thought would be kind of almost too much. I thought I'd be kind of exhausted by the last day and it'd be a bit too much Star Wars and I wouldn't care. But actually four days, two. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry, got a frog in my throat there for a second. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it wasn't necessarily that different from the the London one in terms of organisation. Uh, were the the fans any different? Um, was there a different kind of atmosphere amongst them, or or was it kind of the a, a universal thing? I'd say, I'd say it was very similar. Um in terms of like because i only did the show floor like one day we had to kind of we we're planning on going on panels on the third day uh for like um uh rebels and battlefront 2 um but we decided the night before that we, we're not gonna be able to see the show floor if we do that so um so we decided to kind of like well i say have an early night we didn't have an early night but we had more sleep and then we didn't get there until like um the, the early afternoon um but yeah it does a lot of cosplayers there uh some re really amazing ones 
Um, I'd, I'd say the fans again generally kind of the same because you've got people traveling all over the world from for this thing, and the states isn't that different from from the UK. So it all felt kind of familiar, but just with a different accent. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could imagine. Sorry, Rich, did you want to come in? No, I was, I was just going to say, um, uh, no, no, not at all. The only thing I was going to say, how was it at the airport, man? Like, all jokes aside, like, you get in the airport. Get out of <laughs> yeah, man. The airport was, no, nah, the airport was fine. It just took a, it just took a while, like, to get it yeah. to because me and my mate, we kind of went up to, like, the, the immigration dude together and that, and then it was like, no, like, you go back, I'll sort you out in a second. So, all right, I went back. And then, yeah, um, once my mate got through, then I went, uh, and then, yeah, he just asked me a couple of questions. It was like, how do you know that gentleman? I <laughs> just told him, and yeah. then just nodded his head, looked at the, the photo of my passport, looked at me, mm. and I said, "Welcome to the United States of America. Have a good time." And then that was it. Okay, <laughs> it was cool. done. But the past, but um, the only negative I'd say about uh, celebration this year was the queuing. The queuing was fucked up. Like I'm not even gonna like it was. It was fucking mental. People were saving places for people who weren't there, who would then arrive like half an hour later mm, and yeah. like push in the queue and stuff like that. <clears throat> Like the first day was the worst because there was a, a long line for um, the 40th anniversary panel, which they kind of split into two. So it was the people who'd slept up was in one queue. And then everyone else who'd been there who couldn't get into the building, who stay, who'd stayed outside overnight and everyone who got there like afterwards. Um, so I got there like three in the morning, uh, no, four in the morning. We left at three. Um, and we, it wasn't, we, we got in fine. We we're kind of near the front of the second queue. Uh, and then... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, but once everyone got seen in the first queue and they, they all got their wristbands, for some reason, they didn't kind of shut off the chute for everyone to walk down. So people were getting wristbands for other panels and then going around to that queue, uh, going down that chute right, right. To, get, to get wristbands. I, like, I saw this happen in front of me, but I was a bit sleep deprived. So I, didn't really, I couldn't really tell what was going on. It was only the next day when someone mentioned it, um, oh. when I thought we may not get a wristband for The Last Jedi, even though we'd slept overnight, uh, that I realized what, what happened. So we kind of got cheated out of yeah. being able to see the 40th panel. That's the only thing that kind of annoyed me. I wish they had their shit together with the queues because the other, other occasions where I'd see like queues being, like they were like militantly like being, like people shouting out, okay, single file, this and that, blah, 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 do not jump, blah, all that kind of stuff. Those, those volunteers who did that kind of stuff, Mm. excellent they should have been on the big kind of on the big queues for the big stuff because it, it would have worked out so much better and it would have been less bullshit going on but i said i can't i can't even i can't even necessarily say it's an american thing but it is an american thing to jump a queue and for it to be fine i don't know but yeah. it didn't happen last year in london and i didn't even have to like i only slept over one night i didn't even really have to do that to be honest i could have got there early but after that, every time I wanted a wristband for something, I got what I wanted because I just got there like around seven in the morning and it was fine. This time around, you couldn't do that. You had to be there from at least like 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, it's funny, man. These Americans really don't get the concept of queuing. <laughs> <No. laughs> Some of them do. Some of them do because I've had conversations with other people uh, who experienced similar things that, that I did. Um, but some of them do. Others, I'm not so fucking sure. Like, I, not. but apart from that, even even that didn't even really ruin my enjoyment. It annoyed me a little bit, and I thought you're taking a piss. Mm. You're lucky I'm not in my own country because I would fucking <laughs> fucking sort you out. Mm. But you know, it it is what it is. But now, overall, I had a great time. Got me a Millennium Falcon to build as well. Got a model kit. 
like fucking Star Wars belt as well. But yeah, just seeing, just yo, it's just it's it's a weird, it's it's just nice. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Like, it's a, it's a con because it, what makes it unique is it's about one thing. Yeah. Although there's many facets to that one thing, but you're all yeah. there for the same reason. It's, I'm not saying that other cons aren't good. I mean, we we've been to cons before. You know, there's there's these people into that thing, those people into that thing. Da 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 da. da gaming, comics, movies, all of that. Whereas this is just like one massive thing. You know, what I mean, whether it's the comics, the games, the films, it's it's all Star Wars. So so it is great. Yeah. Um, I would probably go to the next one, and the next one's not going to be until 2019. Um. But I don't know how that's going to work because apparently the, the last, um, sorry, the last of the new films is coming out in May. So mm. the last of the new trilogy, which mm. which is like, the, I, I don't know if they're going to do it in April again. That's like just before the new film comes out. So mm-hmm. I, I think they should push the new film back to December in 2019. You've got mm. December, keep it that way. Don't try and fucking put it in the summer. There's no point. Like, let all the other movies come out then. And then you've got fucking winter's free. Winter and New Year is your time to make bank Disney and Lucasfilm. So what are you playing at? Well, maybe, you, maybe, yeah. maybe, they might, maybe they might have something lined up and they haven't said anything yet. Mm. What, something lined up how? I don't know, like just something, like, just something up their sleeves and they haven't, and they've just kept it under wraps. Because it does seem a bit odd that like, they've changed, like, they would change the date. The, um, well, they like, did the, the same completely. thing. With episode eight as well, they said, "Oh, we're releasing in in May," and then they went, "Oh no, we actually pushed it back to December." It's like just just keep it December. There's there's no point. Like uh, the rest of the year is kind of like all the other movies come out during the rest of the year and whatnot, and like some comic book movies are right, almost around May. Like we've got, I'm sure there's a Marvel movie coming out in May in 2019. The freaking must be, um, or at least close to. So hmm. they just move it. I mean, because Marvel's part of Disney in it, so yeah. There's no point in stepping your own toes. Fucking move Star Wars to December. That's where people like it now anyway. You've claimed that month. You know what I yeah. mean? So keep it to that. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think maybe, they, um, maybe they're so confident in the, the Star Wars franchise that they think, well, you know, we can move it to the summer and it's not going to hurt us um, mm. to do that, even though there's more competition, uh, you know, out in, in the summer months. So... It's possible that that maybe that's their thinking, um, but yeah, I mean they seem to clean up pretty much over December, so it's not like they've necessarily losing money by um, yeah. by you know using December as as the month that they launch these big titles. So yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd decision, but yeah, I guess the house of the mouse know what they're doing, don't they? So um, yeah, wait and see, <laughs> we'll wait and see. But um, speaking of movies, um, obviously we had the release of the Last Jedi trailer. Um, come out, which is uh, Star Wars uh, Episode Eight. For people who don't know, um, the trailer as I said came out while you were abroad, um, so we got to watch it here on the internet. But what was it like to watch it with like actual fans living, breathing Star Wars? Um, everyone was really like that panel. I'm fucking hell. Like literally, we got in there and it it was pretty much almost packed. There weren't that many seats left. Um, again, someone tried to hold seats for people that were on their way, and it was like, what the fuck, you know what I mean? And then we managed to find like some seats close to the front, and those people were apparently holding them. But my mate is quite, it's quite militant in it, so it's like, well, if they're not here in forty seconds, we're taking them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, he, he, you know, no, this guy, you don't understand. Like, I've known this guy for years, and like, he's like not changed, but I've not seen that side to him before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, yeah. he's like, look, I don't care, I don't care if I look him across as a dick, but. You know, if you're taking the piss, nah, it's not going to happen. So yeah, 40 seconds later, we were sat in those seats 
Um, yeah. And, and yeah, um, seeing it with fans was like I did have my camera on um, while while the uh, while the trailer was playing, and I have listened what well, kind of watched it back and listened to myself. I don't think I'll ever let anyone see that footage or hear it just because it is just a lot. You can hear me cheering, hollering, whooping, uh, saying things like "fuck yeah" <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. And um, but, but seeing the track, they seen the trade with fans. It, it was, it was, it was electric. It was amazing. Uh, it, it was just really fucking cool. But there's some things like I didn't notice uh, until literally about two days later when I was watching it again in YouTube, which was like on the on the new planet with like the red dust. Uh, it's a planet called Crate, I believe. Uh, and there's eighty eighties in the background. And I didn't notice that when I first saw it because we're like we're kind of off to the side a little bit. Um, but yeah, Ryan Johnson he even came to like where we're sleeping in the uh, in the convention center and actually like took like did autographs for everyone and selfies and all this kind of business. Uh, but yeah, now nah, seeing the trailer was great. It, that that for me was the most important bit to kind of to see that trailer. Mm. And and yeah, once I saw it, I was happy. I was happy with where 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 the franchise is going, the stories that are being told. Uh, and it's to it kind of give give you a slight idea, and it kind of hinted some stuff and dangled some mysteries in your face. But it was a well put together trailer. I don't know the shit I wanted to see, and it got me fucking pumped. So it did its job for me. It did its job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, as I said, we we got to watch it here in the UK via the internet, um, and definitely I got goosebumps. But um, Rich, you actually did a, a, a write up for the blog um, yeah. about about the trailer as well. Um, that's at www.wulongtalks.com if you want to read it. So just pop yeah. along there and you can check it out. Um, but yeah, you had some thoughts, Rich, about the trailer. So did you want to just kind of um, take a second to, to talk about, you know, kind of what you noticed from the trailer and um, how it made you feel, basically? Oh, geez, you don't put me on the spot because my, my opinions have kind of changed since then. Like, I was, I'm... <laughs> well, that's okay. That's, that's all right. You're allowed to change your opinions, man. It's cool. Free country. Um, no, I mean, um, the, the, the trailer is good. Um, I think what everyone seems to what everyone seems to remember seems to remember, uh, needs to remember the story is that it's um, it's only a teaser trailer. Mm. So essentially, I mean, you guys know already. I, I wasn't a fan of episode seven, um, mm. whereas I was an episode. I was a fan of um, of, of uh, Rogue um, Rogue One. So I mean, like the reason why I was pumped for this, and is the reason why I've been a fan of like the Star Wars mythos anyway. Because even though it, it's changed, you know, ever since the prequels were, were you know, were, were introduced, but I've, I've always been, like, the biggest Luke Skywalker fan. So that's what got me pumped about this. It's like, but I mean, obviously seeing, like, the other characters, like, you know, Dameron and BBA and Ray um, and, and, you know, and Emo Kylo um, and the Millennium Falcon, I mean, it, it was good. It, it generally, it generally, you know, did what it was meant to do, and, and, you know, and it, it was good, it was good in that respect. Um, I think the way how some people were going crazy about it, when I've taken a chance to take, you know, to sit back and, and have a look at it, I'm like, well, you know, it reminds me of that time when we were talking about the Death Standing trailer, Alvin. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, you have you have really seen the things. So, I mean, like, obviously, I'm not saying that is a bad trailer. Nothing of the sort. It is a good trailer for what it is because we're Star Wars fans. But is it amazingly put together? Like, oh my god, like this is, you know, like I look at that teaser trailer and then I look at like the Thor Ragnarok trailer. I don't know which one makes me more happy. It gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. It's the true, true, Ragnarok. True. So, you mm. know. But um, but I think that's because man. maybe you had lower expectations for Thor. Lower? Uh, no, no, because I, I, I liked um, Thor The Dark World. Like, I, I liked... Uh, I had low expectations, yeah. man, because, like, the Thor movies, don't get me wrong, I can watch them, but I don't, I don't fucking ever go, oh, I need to watch Thor again. The way I, yeah. the way I go, oh, 
I want to watch yeah, Civil yeah. War again. You know what I mean? So seeing that Thor yeah. Ragnarok trailer, that was like so different from the thought yeah, that yeah. come before that. I was like, yeah, I, I, I want this film in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, and plus, and I think with the Thor Ragnarok trailer as well, like I said, they Marvel have done like a really smart thing with the whole little viral videos, you know, where it was stored during yeah. the civil war and things like that. So he's always been in the back of the back of like, so they kind of built up how the character is meant to be portrayed anyway. But I'm slightly deviating. But yeah, the Star Wars trailer, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that, you know, like um, Big Lebowski, Luke Skywalker, um, <laughs> you know, all talking cryptic, you know, Ray. You know, you know, you know that thing I loved? I loved Ray on the side of that mountain, even though yeah, it was man. a faraway shot above her doing the training. See, this is the thing. We haven't seen, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen in Star Wars yet. And people just put two and two together and don't really notice it until you see it. So like, you know, I remember when George Lucas... Um, when he was talking about uh, when we we're going to see Yoda fight and he was saying things like you've seen old Jedi's fight, you've seen young Jedi's fight, you've seen Sith Lord's fight, but you've never seen a Yoda fight. But one of the things that we've never seen, we've never seen training. That training yeah. scene that we saw in, in Empire Strikes Back, don't get me wrong. That yeah, scene but it was more just like Vega, but... running about, doing a front yeah. flip. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. but I mean, but, but, but that's what I'm just saying, but that's, that's the closest we've got. Even though that's one of the things that set me on the path to, to learning martial arts, it's still very, very basic when you think about other things that you might have seen. Okay, go on then. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so Lucas made his nightly appearance, listeners. Yeah. Get, get, get the stool and do it. You can get the stool and do it. No, get the stool. Get the stool and do it. So yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so, so I, mean, so, I mean, it gets the job done and it kind of whets our appetite of like what we should be expecting, you know, you know to see in this. And also, I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson and, and I think... I've got more, my expectations for this are a lot higher than what JJ, than, than, you know, than, than when JJ came on. Because I don't think, my, like I said, my personal opinion, I don't think JJ's built for the Star Wars universe. I think he did a much better, I think he's done a much better job with what he's done with the Star Trek universe. Yeah, some um, Trekkies will kill you for saying that. We'll say some Trekkies. Some uh, yeah, Trekkies will kill you for saying that, yeah. yeah I mean, but, I'm, I'm not a Trekkie in it, so I don't mind. Yeah. But you know what? I'll I tell, I tell you the reason why I'm safe, yeah? Because the majority of Trekkie fans are old school. <laughs> See, there's been... A, <laughs> they're, they're old boys now. The thing about Star Wars, Star Wars has been, has been able to, like, transverse some generations. So now you've got, True like, that. enough young kids who like Star Wars. The majority of people who like Star Trek, mate, you're in your 30s and your 40s. You ain't taking me. <laughs> so I'm not scared <laughs> <about> <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool 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 well yeah i mean i enjoyed the last jedi trailer as well um i i think it was hard for me to kind of watch it and take in information because like i was just I, i've watched the trailer now four times um and every time it's just difficult for me to take in information because i just go like star wars star wars star wars star wars, yeah. star, wars star wars and like so i really don't like pick up on 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 things in detail so um yeah it, it was great that richard actually did that write up because he was able to pick out kind of information about the trailer that that might be fun and, and details about things that you know they may be teasing and so on so um yeah i would highly recommend you all go and read that on the blog and go and check out richard's post there because it is very very good Okay, um, right, let's move on. Uh, Alvin, did you see uh, the Battlefront 2 trailer when you were over there as well? Was it released whilst yes, you were there? Yes, it did, yeah. When they did the panel, I think, on the uh, on the third day, which would have been a Saturday, uh, then, yeah, that, that's when it was released. Um, and, yeah, like, it's got a fucking campaign about fucking time. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and not only that, it's 
got all eras. So prequels, originals, and sequel trilogy eras. It's it's gonna have so there's hopefully there's gonna be a fuckload of planets. Hopefully there's gonna be some kind of like galactic conquest how there was in the original Star Wars Battlefront two. Um, yeah, I think it's looking pretty good. I like I like the fact that they tried to sell as a story first because the multiplayer shit we already know how that works. You know what I mean? Sell is sell is on the story. Tell us tell tell us a good Star Wars story um, via kind of well a first person shooter. Um, which they they pretty much, although they didn't show any gameplay really, uh, they mainly just showed as story elements. But uh, yeah, I like it. I might actually put the money down and buy it. And I hear that there's not going to be a season pass, but that's currently up in the air at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I thought, yeah, interesting. They're starting from the Battle of Endor, from the end of the Battle of Endor, and um, and going from there. And we're probably going to see some stuff about like how the First Order came to be and whatnot and the early days of that. Uh, and people fighting for power uh, to control what's left of the empire, which I think is a, is a is an interesting story to tell, uh, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that they're trying to uh, fill in some of the gaps for the new um, for the new sequels that we've got with regards to the history of the, uh, the first order and how um, they came into being and things like that. That kind of stuff sounds really interesting. That would appeal to me definitely as a gamer. Um, Rich, have you seen the trailer at all? Oh. He's, he's not dead, is he? Oh, hold on. What, did you, no, you hold did, you ask, oh, did you ask me? I thought, I thought Star Wars made you have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, um, no, so what, you, asked, you asked me yeah, about Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 trailer. Did you see it? Joke, I didn't. Uh, just for the simple fact. Uh, I mean, now that you guys have said something, you know, you know, said that it seems to be a lot better, I will go check it out. But mm. um, I got Star Wars Battlefront 1 with the PS4. And I thought it was the biggest part of nonsense. So when I heard part two was coming out, like I, I just, you know, I stayed clear from mm-hmm. it. Like, um, like nobody's business. But um, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it sounds a lot better. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, like I said, I think what it was missing was, was that, the, you know, the story mode or the campaign mode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, if it's any good, then yeah, I'll pick it up as well. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you were alone in, in being disappointed by Battlefront. I think a few people were. Um, I think some people really just, some people, you know, are, are happy as soon as it's Star Wars, they're, they're happy. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but I think for, for people who are uh, really kind of into their gaming, yeah, a lot of people did come up with quite a few complaints about the original Battlefront. So it sounds like they're ironing the, the, those complaints out. So hopefully this will sort things out for um, all of us and we'll be able to get our galactic traveling on when that game comes out. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on again. Uh, let's see now. Oh yeah, Star Wars Rebels. Was there any news regarding Star Wars Rebels? Yes, there? there was. Yeah. Um, so Star Wars Rebels season four uh, comes out. I think last quarter of or begins last quarter two thousand and seventeen, uh, and it's going to be the final season of yeah. the show. Um, which at first when I heard that online, I was like, oh, they must be mistaken. But, but then I saw footage of Dave Filoni saying Star Wars Rebel Season 4 is the final season. Cause, and, and I kind of understand as to why, um, because um, it, it's probably going to take us up to the point just before Rogue One happens. Um, so really, yeah, they probably, I reckon they've probably got a new show in the works that they're not going to announce for a while. Maybe set it somewhere else in the timeline, um, but mm. um, but for Rebels, yeah, it's it's definitely coming to an end. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing um, because you, you wouldn't want it to overstate its welcome or to run out of stories. It does seem a bit quick to to only have like kind of four seasons, but um, I'm I'm not mad about it. I hope they go out of a bang. 
I hope they continue to tell brilliant stories that are telling uh, and just continue with the epicness, really, because um, the way season three ended um, and the episode before the actual finale uh, featuring Obi-Wan and Darth Maul was fucking awesome. So, um, so yeah, as, as long as they go out with a bang, I don't actually mind. Uh, I just want them to do a, a new series based on something else in the Star Wars universe set somewhere else in the timeline. Uh, at some point, because Clone Wars, if you've not seen Clone Wars, see it. That's a great show, and and so is Rebels, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You I just mean, sneeze. I did. Sorry. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hay fever's kicking in, listeners. Sorry, I, I suffer with this stuff really badly, but yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no, sorry, I was going to say that um, Rebels. I didn't really get to catch um, much of Rebels. I've, I've saw most of season one um and a bit of season two and then somewhere along the way i just kind of lost track of that that wasn't necessarily to say that the series wasn't interesting or anything like that it just i'm trying to watch like 20 different things at once and then yeah. i always kind of lose my way somewhere along the line but that's something i definitely will catch up with um but yeah it sounds like it, it's coming to a natural end which is um which is a good thing really um so that's cool uh rich did you want to add anything about rebels I'm the same as you, Jay. Whereas, like, I think I got to like season two, and then um, every so often I'll just dip in when I hear that something amazing is happening, like Darth Maul popping up and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I I like the fact that it's um that it's it has is set within a specific period time, or time period. Sorry. So like, I I like that you've seen these the characters grow, and it takes you to a specific point in history that will tie everything together. Like, I I I'm a fan for that, man. I think that's one of the things that Star Wars has never really capitalized on until recently. You know, where, where they're, tra- they're literally trying to draw this whole universe together and make it canon as well. So, um, yeah, I'm cool for that, man. I'm, but it's, it's definitely on my list to catch up on with. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, cool, man. All right, cool. Well, I think we'll wrap it up for the Star Wars talk. Other than to say, um, Alvin, have you booked your tickets yet for 2019? Uh, no, but I, I will do. I, I'm probably going to go wherever it is just because um, I think I'm fucking addicted now. So I'm kind of, wherever it is, wherever they announce it's going to be in 2019, then, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go because uh, I'm a slave to uh, to a franchise. <laughs> the mouse has got you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mickey's got me by the fucking Mickey's balls. <laughs> Mickey's got you. Yeah, I mean, if if they can decide to put it on a in a hot tropical country with a beach somewhere, like I'll probably yeah. yeah Our loads of slave layers would be brilliant as well. <laughs> if, we, yeah. if we're going with a beach, we may as well. Might as well. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah, so that will wrap up the Star Wars chat for now. So let's move on. Um, there's been a number of trailers uh, that's come out uh, over the past couple of weeks as well since you guys have um, last heard our podcast. Um, a lot of these, I have to admit, I haven't actually seen listeners, so um, I'm going to leave it to the boys to guide you through these. Um, but we'll start with Cloak and Dagger. Um, which is the newest uh, Marvel property that's heading to TV. Um, it's going to uh, a channel in the US called Freeform. Um, so you Americans uh, who are listening will probably know this. Um, but my understanding is Freeform is is like a kind of um, young adult television channel. Is that correct, Alvin? Uh, yeah, it was ABC Family previously. I think they showed Pretty Little Liars on that and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, for some reason they've rebranded, rebranded it as Freeform. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> So yeah, it seems like this is their kind of big pitch at, at, at trying to get some of that sweet, sweet Marvel money. Um, so yeah, the trailer dropped for that uh, last week, I believe it was. 
Um, and overall, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it, it's kind of what you would expect from, you know, when you know that it's something that's made by uh, a television company that targets young adults, then, you know, you would expect a certain type of tone and style. And I think we, we kind of got what we were expecting, really, in terms of that. Um, but it was cool. There were some nice little Easter eggs thrown in there as well. Um, I'm guessing that they're probably not going to go with the original character's origins because yeah, I'm not sure free forms down with um, people taking heroin and stuff, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it, I thought it was pretty cool. But um, Rich, what did you think of the trailer? Give me a second. Look, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I can do. You're just gonna have to get. You're gonna have to use this one. You, it's, it's dried up. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do that for you in a second. Sit down, please. Um, yeah, the cloak and dagger. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the trailer. Um, yeah, I think, if, I mean, just from the trailer alone, from what I can remember of the, of the characters of cloak and dagger, it seemed to have stuck to the origin a bit. Well, stuck to the origin quite a bit. Um, obviously, they fleshed it out and made it a bit more, you know, teeny boppy and like, you know, sugary sweet, you know, American-y teen TV show, which I suppose isn't really a bad thing. Um, but I really do hope that they, they do delve into like the darkness of the, of the two characters. Um, the the look of the powers for for Dagger seems okay, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm really interested to see how they're going to deal with, them. and if it's anyway going to be linked to any of the other Marvel shows that have been released. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing I think that's been um, the bane of all the shows that have been released so far, apart from like the Netflix, like link it all together, link Agents of Shield, link Humans, which is coming out, link Cloak and Dagger, link it to the mainstream Marvel universe. And I think that would just make things a lot better mm-hmm. um, and probably maybe drag some more viewers in as well. But, um, but the trailer itself, I, I thought it was pretty decent and uh, this, the lead seemed to be okay as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the nice little Easter egg for Roxxon Corp at the end of the trailer, which I thought was pretty cool. And that, that shot at the end was pretty stunning as well, where he's got the blanket wrapped around him like a, like a cloak. That was um, yeah. really, really stunning. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, in terms of like the connectivity, but I guess this is... I mean, this is probably something that we'll have to have a whole separate discussion on going forward, but it's it's reaching a point now with Marvel and their TV shows where I think they're kind of stuck in in a sense that because they came early or out early doors with with saying you know everything's connected and you mm. know all of these you know the movie universe is connected to the TV universe which is connected to the Netflix universe and so on and so on they've kind of boxed themselves a little bit into a corner in the sense that now people are expecting there to be more obvious connections between these different shows and because they're all being you know produced by different television companies and different studios and things like that it's like you know you're requiring a lot of cooperation from a you know a a creative point of view from these different people to to try and knit everything together um so yeah it's it's going to be tricky now so yeah we'll be interested to see kind of what what they decide to do with that um albert did you have any thoughts on the trailer i mean i know you were (laughs) you were crazy about it uh no you know like i said um said on on whatsapp it's like Save the last dance with powers in it. Uh, that's what it, that's what it felt like. Yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say that's a, like really technically a negative. It's just like I just saw the trailer. And I was like, oh okay, uh, that chick could be Julia Styles. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, 
But now overall, I was just like, yo, it's very teen. I think if I was like 15, I'd be like, oh my God, this seems like, like the deepest thing in the world. Um, but I'm not, I'm an old man. So, so I was a bit like, nah, I've seen this kind of shit before. But hopefully it's good for those who like it. And hopefully it does kind of like, as Average was saying about connections to kind of like the wider Marvel thing, I think the only way they can do that is to to kind of drop in references, really. Like you've got Roxanne in there, like you said. Um, the, you've also seen Roxanne in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Agent Carter as well. Um, mm. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. It depends. It, I wish kind of like some of these Marvel shows were kind of more connected to the events uh, that took place in the film. In films, sorry, because um, like obviously we've had Doctor Strange like come out late last year, but then Agents of Shield didn't didn't do anything magic wise in regards to that at all. So just kind of it was kind of like a wasted opportunity really because people like the world of Doctor Strange. Surely you'd want to introduce I don't know a Shield agent who's fucking a magic user. That'd be fucking dope. Then you could explore more aspects of all that fucking magic shit mm. but um but yeah in this show i, I don't know because it because it's like teens i think i don't i don't really think they're going to be connected to much i think we're just going to see some references and that's about it i, mm. I, I don't think it's going to be connected that much I, it's definitely not going to touch anywhere near fucking the um netflix, the netflix stuff definitely no, no, not no, no, definitely not no in, you know what i mean but, but, wait listen it, what, okay. let's not include iron fist in that yeah <laughs> Iron Fist is a wicked yeah, show. I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I exists in its own world. I mean, I hope you weren't here when we recorded the no, last podcast. But I would have written um, to it as well. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you go back and listen to the last one where uh, myself and Richard uh, dissect Iron Fist, yeah, it's it's not pretty, man. I'm pretty sure you guys <laughs> like, said everything anyway, innit? It's like I can imagine what you guys said. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could probably fill in the gaps, to be honest, Alvin. So, yeah, you ain't missed nothing there. But, yeah, that's not a bad trailer. So, um, I would say go check it out, listeners, and, and see what you think. Um, especially if you're a fan of, like, Freeform TV and things like Pretty Little Liars and things like that, then, you know, it's it's very much that same vibe, but with a bit of Marvel flavor in there. So, um, yeah, go and check it out. Uh, okay, the next trailer, I haven't seen the trailer for Batman and Harley Quinn. Um I'm assuming you two guys have seen it. So. Yeah, sorry, yesterday, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, that's what the day before. Cool, cool. All right, that's good, that's um, good. Well, then, listeners, I'm going to let um, Richard and Alvin uh, have a little discussion about it. But, um, guys, what what could you tell, like, what the plot of the movie was from the trailer and what were your kind of thoughts initially about it? Um, start with you, Alvin. Uh, so the plot is Batman and Nightwing need Harley Quinn in order to solve some shit going down with poison ivy that's literally okay. it cool. <laughs> it's literally that basic okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> um what did you make of the trailer in terms of like the style that it was um drawn because it looks very much like it's um well based on bruce tim style from uh the batman the animated series well, this is the interesting bit it, yeah. it literally is like the final series of batman the animated series it has the exact same style although right it's not connected to Batman the Animated Series. It's almost as if it could be, because it is literally exactly the same. It's not even kind of the same. It's like you look at the character designs, they're the same. You know what I mean? They even say that if you watch the trailer with like the little featurette, they actually do mention that. Um, right. So and they even say, don't, it's probably best not to show it to your kids because it's, it's, not, it's not Batman the Animated Series. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I like the look. I've always liked the Bruce Tim kind of look. Um, and, and it does look, it looks like there's, 
because it's Harley Quinn, obviously there's going to be a lot of fucking jokes in there and a lot of tomfoolery and whatnot. Uh, it does seem to have kind of like a good sense of humor. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to be on the action front, but it is interesting. And obviously, they like capitalizing on Harley Quinn now. They like making money out of her. So why not do an animated feature with her in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, she's hugely popular. So mm-hmm. why not? Um, Rich, what was your thoughts on the, the trailer? Yeah, I think, I think the trailer was right. Um, it didn't like stir up anything into me, say, you know, like, oh my God, like, it's like the Batman animated TV series. Um, just for the simple fact that the last few animated DC animations that have come out have just kind of been like, just pretty average. Whereas compared to like when they were coming out quite some, you know, quite some years ago, they were like pretty much amazing. The only thing that, that got me really super excited about this um, Batman versus Harley was the inclusion of Nightwing. Hmm. Which I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Um, I mean, I mean, we're all fans of Nightwing. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan as well. But over the past, let's say, year or so, they've been really, really trying to push him. And so I'm thinking that the, you know, DC are saying that. Well, listen, this is maybe a guy that we can, or a character that we can have that can fill the void between like really, really young um, fans and like the, the oldish fans as well. And so try to appease the lot. But um, I like the fact that it's uh, Nightwing in this has grown up. So even though they said it's not the, it's not in any way linked to the animated series, it's almost like a spiritual successor. Yeah. So even set like in like you know in like a one of the one of the multiverse. But I like the fact that he's grown up and like, uh, like you said, the jokes that with Harley being in it and everything. I mean, that seems pretty interesting. I'll probably just sit just because I'm a fan of animation and because I'm a fan of comic books as well, um, and some, some some good jokes in it. Um, I remember I saw a scene where they're in a car driving somewhere, and they're asking about um, who can join them on this on this um, yeah 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 uh, on this mission. <laughs> and did you see the bit when when they're going through the the roster of superheroes yeah, and they're doing a hand gesture? The gold in it on the phone, innit? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce the gold to the phone, and it's like it's like Harley and, and Nightwing just saying like, no, 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 not this person. And they start talking in sign language to say like, yeah, this person's boring. That person's it. So I mean, that seems pretty that that seems pretty fun, but. Um, like I said, the last pieces of animation that they've released have, have been a bit lackluster. So hmm. I'll hold my reserve. I'll reserve my judgment for it until I see it. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I said, I mean, I haven't checked out the trailer myself, so I'll, I'll go and have a look at it um, in due course. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that they've chosen to go with with uh, this type of a, a story at this juncture, really, considering what they've they've done previously. Um, but I guess they need to do something because, <laughs> you know, the killing joke didn't exactly go over very well uh, yeah. with people. So, so yeah, they'll they'll need to do something to to turn that around. So hopefully, this is the one that that does it because um, I, I am a big fan as a, before of Bruce Tim style, and it sounds like there's there's a bit of of kind of humor and personality to this one as well, which I like. So, yep, I'll go and check that out definitely. Okay, um, and then the next set of trailers we'll talk about is the Alien uh, Covenant viral trailers. Now, again, I haven't seen all of these, although I have seen the, the most recent one, I think, called The Coming, which is like the prologue, um, or they're describing it as a prologue to the, the movie Alien Covenant, um, which will be out next month. Um, I liked it. I, I mean, you guys... No, I'm a big uh, fan of the Alien franchise and a big, big fan of of, of that universe. Um, and I, I did like the coming. It, it was interesting to kind of see the, the way that he's trying to kind of bridge the gap between Prometheus and, and Alien Covenant. Um, and it, it was quite interesting to see the relationship between David and Shaw as well and how that 
um, has kind of developed, even though it's a very short um, piece of footage, you do get a sense that, that their relationship is has developed a little bit since the, the end of um, Prometheus. Um, we still haven't seen uh, Numi Rapis's character, uh, Elizabeth Shaw, in any of the, the trailers, obviously, and I, I guess we're not going to see her now. Um, and the rumours going around the internet have been that she's got basically just a cameo role in, in this one. Um, and it's more than likely going to be like a flashback scene. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what role she kind of plays in, in the movie in that sense. But um, Rich, did the Alien viral trailers do anything for you? Did they like get you any more excited? Or is there anything that you learned that you didn't feel you knew? Uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked it. Which one did you see? Did you see the one where it's, um, where it's David talking about what's happened since Prometheus? Is that the one that you saw, yeah? Yeah, okay, yeah. and uh, okay, did you see the other one where it's um the cast of the new ship uh that's gonna be in Covenant and they're talking to the camera like sending off like little messages before they go into cryo sleep? Um no, that's a that's a next no, one. Well, this one's like actually a, a mini movie, isn't it? It's like about yeah. two two and a half minutes long. Yeah. And it's actual David and Shaw like yeah. after Prometheus they they say as to what happened and we see bits, see them operating the ship and that. Yes. Yeah, and and, and, yeah, and going yeah. and going to the planet. Yeah, no, no, because there's two that have been released in in the past few days. That's what I'm saying. But I watched oh, them back right. to back. Yeah. Okay, so okay. so one of the, so what the first one that you're talking about? Yeah, I've seen that one. That one I loved. Like um, but you do see short. You see short in that like briefly, like little like little clips of her going into into this into the thing and going to sleep, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that that one was good. And then obviously, then the next one I saw was the was the one where it's got the, the um the, some of the crew of the ship. Uh, sending messages because obviously they're meant to be doing that excursion to go and set up a civilization on another planet. Um, that was really good because it's making you feel more for the characters, which I think we haven't had in a long time since probably like Alien and Aliens, where you've got a crew of people that you generally hope are going to survive. And you know, and obviously we know that the majority of them aren't, but as you, you're, but you're starting to get fully invested in these characters. Um, did you guys see the other trailer with um, Wayland and, and taking basically showing how um, I think the Walter model is an upgrade from the old Android? Have you guys seen that oh, one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Powered by AMD, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that one, yeah. Um, I'm, loving, I'm loving all the viral trailers right now. And all of these viral trailers that they've released, they're like 10 times better than Prometheus. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Sorry, I'll yeah. jump in there. While <laughs> yeah, so I saw um, to the toilet. <laughs> I saw that the one that you saw, obviously. This uh, I saw that one this morning that they released as part of Alien Day, and yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't expecting anything actually. I just turned the computer and it's suggested on YouTube, and so yeah, I kind of clicked on it and watched it, uh, and it felt more alienated to me, if that makes sense. I think mm. it was partly because of the slow pace. Uh, and the music was music from Alien uh, that you could kind of slightly hear in the background. It's kind of that that kind of soft horn thing. Um, but I don't fucking trust David. The fact that she put him back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I love. do not fucking trust that guy. And the way it <laughs> ends as well. Mm. No, he's he, he was plotting something all that time when she was asleep. Mm. And I think he's going to probably release something bad onto the home world of the, uh, the engineers. Um, but 
but yeah, I don't trust that fucking robot at all. <laughs> I do not. As yeah. soon as he started fixing it, I was like, yo, this is this no, yeah, this is not gonna end well. And when he was like, Oh, I've been learning their ways. Mm. Yeah, nah. I, I, I mean, I don't know what happened to it, I have no idea. But yeah. it, it it did it did put some kind of because at first I was like, Oh, well, this alien covenant is gonna be another alien movie. Hopefully it's a dead good one, but it is just another alien movie. But I'm like, now I'm kinda like it, it might be just another alien movie, but it might be a very interesting one that kind yeah. of takes things to a different place and actually kind of tells, yes, we're going to have xenomorphs and all that kind of business, but kind of finding out things and as to where, where David has been and where he ends up and what's going on when the crew lands on this new planet that already has like vegetation there when it shouldn't and all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how all that connects. Actually. I want to see how this connects with, with what we, uh, what we left off with in Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. It's left a lot of tantalizing questions. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much into that. Um, anything more to add, Rich? Uh, no, no, that, that was it. Um, Good. the boy's gone, to, the boy's gone to wee wee already. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. It was a successful wee wee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, successful wee wee. Got it all, all, all in the bowl, all in the bowl. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, let's move on, man. Um, so also this week, uh, listeners, I'm again, I'm sure you're all aware of this. Um, but we got some big news from 20th Century Fox. Uh, they announced that they're going to do another four, um, X Men related movies. Uh, over the coming years between 2018 and sort of 2019, I believe it is. Um, So we've got confirmation that we're going to have a new Mutants movie uh, on April the 13th, uh, 2018. I think it's due. Uh, Deadpool 2 will be coming out on June the 1st, uh, 2018. (laughs) X-Men Dark Phoenix will be due on November the 2nd, 2018. And then on Valentine's Day 2019, there is an as yet untitled um, X-Men film that will be coming out. Uh, so there's a lot of films. I mean, the thing that stood out straight away to me was they bunched like a lot of these movies together within the same year. Um, so I'm not sure right, what the strategy is from a corporate point of view or from a storytelling point of view. Um, but my guess is that they're, they're trying to do like a bit of universe building, like from the ground up and do it very quickly. Um, but yeah, it was uh, odd to see the dates like so, so close together. Um, Rich, did you see the announcements of these movies and, and what did you make of like the dates being so close together as well? The, the thing is, you know, I, I saw it and I saw the dates and you know, you know how I feel about the X-Men franchise. That's the thing. <laughs> Um, so like, it doesn't, to me, whether they bunched it in one month or they bunched it or they, they did it within a space of like four years, which is, you know, or like a couple of years, which is, uh, how you really meant to do, you know, world building or the, a good way to do world building, like, like Marvel, um, or like Marvel Studios, should I say, um, I just, I'm just not a fan of them. Like, so I saw these announcements and. And until I see anything, I really don't give two flying shits. And, I, and I'm saying it in such a harsh way because when I look at that franchise, there's only a handful of films that are actually really good that are worth my time. And the last one was Deadpool. Logan, I still haven't seen. Um, I've actually, um, I've actually, I'm actually going to peep it this weekend. What the fuck? You've still not seen Logan? Wait, wait, wait you got, you got something to say? Yeah, mate. We're going to have problems. 
Okay. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. So, yeah, so I mean, I'm interested, in, I'm interested in seeing, you know, who they're going to cast and, you know, where it's going to go. But mm. for being excited, like, not even, you know, like, um, mm. it's, you've had, like, 20th Century Fox have had this franchise for how many years? And it's only now that they've it's only now they've been able to get their footing, like you know, and really solidify, like, okay, we're gonna do this. Come on, man, I can't get excited for that. Mm. That would be like me when I first heard that they, they were making Phantom Menace and then seeing Phantom Menace. Like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that again. Uh, no, Mr. Knuckles, no. do that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 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 <Make it> stop. <laughs> Phantom Menace, man, Jesus Christ. So, never so yeah, but I mean, but. <laughs> But um, but in in relation to like your thing about the dates, yeah, obviously you know what they're trying to do. They're, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, everybody's trying to get as much comic book money as possible before mm. they, you know, before it loses steam, which hopefully it doesn't. But all good things come to an end. Um, but hopefully not soon. So yeah, that's obviously that's what the um, 20th Century Fox are trying to do. They're obviously trying to cash in as well on the on the success of Deadpool and, and Logan. So um, why why not you know why not you know carry on running while you've got the ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Alvin, you more positive about these or no? Feeling kind of the same? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Like, listen, yeah, right. When they announced it, I didn't even bother to click on the articles to find out as to what new movies have been announced because uh, I, don't, I don't. After X Men, X Men Apocalypse, uh, I, I didn't really care. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Logan was great. I enjoy, really enjoyed Logan. I like Logan, but that doesn't really fill me with hope for the rest of the X franchise. Um, man, I don't really fucking care about New Mutants. Uh, Deadpool two, yeah, I care about that. You know what I mean? I'll go see that. It'll be a good time. Uh, Dark Phoenix, asked, not bothered. Do not care. And this untitled one, not bothered. Like, like Rich said, I'm not. I'm not interested until I I see something. Mm-hmm. And I agree with what Luke is saying as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I just, I'm just not bothered. I'm not bothered until I actually see something. It's, I, I don't know why. It's like because I like quite a few of the X Men films, like X One, X Two, uh, Days of Future Past. I quite enjoyed as well. Um, yeah, and that's probably about it, really. Oh, obviously Logan as well. I really like Logan, but. But yeah, there's there's no cohesion. There never has been. There's never been a continuity. It's it's all just fucking random bits of meat stuck together like a fucking what's that fictional animal? It's got like a lion's head but wings and all that. Whatever that's oh, called. Like a um yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's called a griffin? Uh, yeah, a griffin. No, yeah, it's like a fucking griffin. Yeah. It's just different animals just like yeah. put together and that just for the fucking sake of it. Um, but now if, they, if you show me something good, like don't get me wrong, I'm going to see this shit anyway. I kind of have to. I'm addicted in it. I've got a problem. But you know what I mean? It's, I'm, not, I'm not really asked. I'm not excited. I'm not like fucking going, oh, I wonder what they'll do. No, I don't, I don't really care. No. <laughs> and, and it sounds harsh, but I, I do quite like some of the X-Men films, like I've said, but hmm. no, I'm just, just not fucking bothered. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, listeners. Well, I'll try and be positive. Um, New mutants, I think, could be interesting. I mean, the guy who's attached to do it, Josh Boone, um, is supposed to be a really good filmmaker, um, and apparently a big fan of of the New Mutants as well. Yeah, supposedly, um, good filmmaker. How? Like, from what? With the, sorry to interrupt. 
Um, I haven't actually seen the, the the movie that he's done, but um, yeah, apparently he's really good. Um, what, it's an indie what, what film, film is it? It's an indie darling, isn't it? So it's you know, it's going to be that, that that type of um, aesthetic. But that's worked for Marvel. You know, Marvel Studios have picked um, indie darlings, and it's worked out fine for them. So um, yeah. you know, maybe he'll bring something different to the the table with that. And I'd just love to see Wolfsbane on on screen as well. That would be that dog. Yeah. Um, so that's something, I guess. Uh, Deadpool 2, yeah, same as you guys, you know, um, really enjoyed the first one, so it's pretty hard to see how they can mess this one up. Um, and Dark Phoenix, like, that really annoys me, because it's like you've not earned that storyline at all. Um, for people who are familiar with, with the X-Men, um, whether that be the comics or the animated TV show, you probably know a little bit about the, the Dark Phoenix saga and the Phoenix Force and Jean Grey becoming possessed by it. Um, you know, the reason why that storyline works both in comics and it worked pretty well in, in the animated series when they did an adaptation as well is because you had a lot of time to get used to the Jean Grey character, to learn the ins and outs of the character and so on. But as Alvin said, with this franchise, because there's so many different, you know, different streams, there's so many different like time frames. It's it's hard to get a context for where they're going to introduce the Dark Phoenix and and how. I mean, X Men Apocalypse kind of hinted at it, but it did it in such a shitty way that most people have probably forgotten about it by now anyway. Um, and it just sounds to me like. Fox just trying to go, yeah, we need a big like event picture with all of our comic book properties. Let's do an event picture. That's what everybody's doing. DC are doing it. Warner Brothers are doing it. Marvel Studios are doing it. Let's get ourselves an event picture. So this is going to be their event picture. You know what Fox should do, though? Hmm. They should reboot the Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. I think they're thinking about doing a pretty good one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what Fox should do? This is what Fox should do. Look, look all, all, like, all serious, like, all jokes aside, just do what Sony have done. Give it to Marvel. Understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand you've got pride. You've got pride. Cool. It doesn't matter. If he says get down in your knees and, you know, and kiss his ass, kiss his ass. You're guaranteed money back. Like, I'm I'm sure that Spider-Man Homecoming has already made his money back in one way or another. Like you know, and the and what they've done with the character is pretty much freaking amazing. Like you know, like the reason the reason why I'm saying it and the reason why it gets me mad is because there's films like that that if you're not careful that will just drag genre down back into the dumps. Like what happened to freaking Batman and Robin and Batman Forever and all, and all that type of nonsense. Like Fantastic Four is a fucking bad movie, man. Shit, my kids in the room. Sorry. <laughs> um, Fantastic Four is a very, very bad. It's a, such a bad movie. There's like, you know, and like, and X Men isn't that isn't to me isn't far off. Isn't that far off from Fantastic Four, especially considered it's a franchise. Like, come on, man. Like, I, like just talking about it gets me angry. It gets me as angry as, it, as I got with Iron Fist, man. I know, I know, I know. Let's <laughs> let's step away. From it. All I will say though is, um, in relation to what you said, Rich, um, all yeah. I can think of is the the quote from Pulp Fiction. That Marcellus Wallace um, says to yep. um, Bruce Willis's character Butch, like yeah. "fuck pride," <laughs> like yeah. you know, like stop it, don't let pride rule your better judgment, you know. Yeah. Um, but we we'll wait and see. Fox, you know, maybe they'll surprise us and pull out some really talented writers to to get involved in this stuff. And as long as Brian Singer's not got his sticky fingers on it, then I'll keep an open mind. So mm. yeah, we'll leave it at that. 
All right, let's move on, man. Um, well, oh, actually, we should quickly um, mention as well, uh, Josh Brolin has been cast as Cable, which is kind of weird, considering, like, in my head, he's totally Thanos, and now he's Cable. So, um, mm. yeah, he's going to appear in Deadpool 2, and presumably... Is that legit confirmed? Yeah, it's confirmed. Fucking hell, where have I been? Jesus. Yeah, I that. yeah that's, that's legitimately confirmed. Um, even the King Kevin Feige has spoken about it, so... How's that? Yeah, it's, it's legit. Um, so yeah, that, that that's happening. What did you think about that news, guys? Did you um, have any thoughts on it? I mean, uh, Alvin, obviously, you you didn't. Yeah, even I'm just processing it, it now. <laughs> but um, Rich, did you have any uh, initial thoughts on that? I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> I don't like it. It's a bit like it's a bit like crossing the streams, isn't it? In Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't cross the streams. Like, you know, it is. It's like I'm even trying to think of like. Me personally, it's like getting Ben. It's like Ben Affleck coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> don't do it. No, seriously, don't. Like, like you said, like Josh Brolin, and especially since, I mean, and if you think about it, we haven't even seen Josh Brolin as Thanos really that much, if any, you know, if any, right? But yet he's so attached to that character already, and then you, then he's going to be on screen as Cable as well. Maybe that's the fanboy in me talking. Mm. Like you know, like you don't want to get things mixed up. But it just doesn't make sense, even from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand why they would do that. Mm-hmm. Well, to be to be fair, I mean, um, I said that's probably just like for us because we're fanboys. It's it's difficult, you know, to the to the casual movie goer. They they won't give a crap really. They'll they'll just go, oh, it's that guy Josh Brolin, and oh, yeah, like you know, they they won't care yeah. like that he was playing Thanos in in Avengers Infinity War and now he's you know Cable and Deadpool 2 they, they really won't care at all um, so I guess from Fox's point of view there's no mm. gamble in doing it and from Marvel Studios point of view they're like well psh, yeah doesn't really affect us um, you know we'll still get a cut of the, the, the box office anyway so screw it so um, yeah from their point of view I guess they not too bothered really but we shall see listeners we shall see what comes with that and what develops as well all right um let's quickly run through some of these uh topics real quick as well we've got a couple of other things to talk about or to mention um from comic books uh have you guys bought anything this week that you want to talk about um i haven't bought like new comics in months so i'm way behind but um alvin did you pick up anything this week or, or last no, week sorry? last week well to be honest i've not even really read that much of last week uh i've, I've still got a bit of catching up to do <clears throat> but i must say i really am enjoying super sons mm. yeah i've heard that's really good actually it is so yeah. pick it up if you want mm-hmm. back issues cool yeah i'll give it a look give it a look <laughs> Um, Rich, uh, I know you started reading, was it Secret Empire you, you started reading? Yes, yeah, Secret Empire, uh, which is quite good. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the artwork is amazing. The, 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 the storyline seems to be really, really good. Um, time-wise, or timeline-wise, it seems to be a bit confusing, but um, so far only issues zero has come out. So I'm sure that will get sorted out um, as the story goes along. Um, Super Sons, like Arvin, I'm really, really enjoying as well. Um, I mean, it's only... A, to issue what three or four? Three. Yes, three. So yeah, and I think the last issue I read was you know the artwork is still still amazing. The, the writing is still amazing as well. It hasn't hasn't missed a beat. There's something else. Star Lord, I'm really enjoying. Like um, that's especially because it's just him by himself. I mean, I haven't picked up any of the other Guardians of the Galaxy's um solo series, but um Star Lord's um one where he's just been grounded on Earth seems to be really interesting. 
um, Nick Fury. So there's a new Nick Fury um, solo series. Mm. And uh, the first issue, the only way I can describe the first issue is that the actual issue itself almost seems like the beginning of the intro of a, of a James Bond film. With <laughs> like the psychedelic colours mm. and like, you know, like everything is, is literally just like... Um, the, the artist just took a bunch of LSD and just started drawing. So it's like, like a but, but, kind of yeah. like but, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, imagine, yes. Did you just say Stavanko, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. But maybe even, maybe even a bit more. Uh, maybe even a bit more psychedelic than that, um, if, if that's even possible. Um, and there was something else that I picked up as well. Um, but the, the whole Batman, the, this whole thing where they found the, the pin that belonged to the comedian. Mm. Oh, is it called um, the button that story? Yeah, uh, yeah, the button. Yeah. So, so that's so what? Because it, it crosses over the flash, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I suppose, I mean, it's good so far, but it's only like meant to be four parts. But what they're saying is that these this four part story is going to have like quite lasting ramifications for the rest of the DC Look, universe. Look, man, let's fucking let's just start fucking about and just get to the fucking point with this fucking. <laughs> Tell us what's going on. Don't drag it out. Because to be honest, when we first saw it in fucking DC Rebirth issue one or whatever it was called, or issue zero, whatever it was, yeah, it was we were like, oh, okay, fucking Watchmen, oh, Doctor Manhattan, yeah. blah blah. So we know now. Don't yeah. well, just don't don't drag it on. Don't fucking do this mini series and then do another crossover mini series. And it, no, 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 no. I want to know by like. If you tell me, if you go, go, yo, in this story, you're going to reveal it all. Yeah. I, I would buy whatever, how many other issues it was, I'd, I'd get them all. But yeah. I don't think they're going to reveal shit at the end of this. Yeah. I honestly don't. Because I, I think if they were, they would give it its own series or it'd be series um, like book wide. You know what I mean? It'd be yeah. multiple books going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like when they do like a big event and that, that's what I reckon. But mm. I, I don't think this is going to reveal that much. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I picked up the Batman issue of that, and it was, um, you know, it, it, even though it was like it was a Batman issue, it could have easily just been like an issue zero, because not like nothing really happened in it. It was it's actually quite upsetting because I paid shitloads of money for that issue as well, man. Was it the lenticular um, cover? No, nah, I didn't even get that. I just got the normal one. Right. <laughs> yeah, was it more expensive than the standard. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how much it was, but I was like not happy. Oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it's people like us that, that keep Bruce Wayne that keep Bruce Wayne rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Very true, man. All right, cool. Well, um, listeners, there's a few comic titles that those guys have given you there. So um, if any of them take your fancy, go and check out your local comic store and um, pick up a few copies of those. All right, let's move on. Now, we're, we're drawing towards the end of the show, but there's... Um, something I wanted to chat about with you guys before we get there and um, it's kind of bothering me because Richard and I had a a conversation the other day when we were on the train and we were talking about um, gaming basically Um, and something a question kind of like stuck in my head and and the question I'm going to ask you two both uh, right now is are we getting too old for gaming? Now the reason I say that is because there's a lot of AAA titles that are, are coming out at the moment. I mean, there was a new trailer just yesterday for um, Call of Duty, which has been reset in World War II for some reason. I guess they've mined space in the future for worth, <laughs> so now they're, they're digging in the crates, uh, so to speak. But um, 
you know, there was a big trailer out and I still haven't even watched it because I just can't be bothered because I'm just so fed up of Call of Duty in general that I just, like, it's hard for me to get excited about it. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, there's a new Call of Duty. Oh, set in World War Two, yay. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care. Like, literally the franchise has, has drained all of the enthusiasm out of me. And when Richard and I said were having this conversation on the trade listers, we were kind of thinking like, what what kind of big franchises are there out there that we're we're really interested in? And the truth is, there isn't any really. Um, you know, there's nothing really right now that's that's got us pumped. Um, and for me, I've I've just started to kind of get into PC gaming, and you know, I've downloaded a Steam account and. There's loads of like kind of independent games that are out at the moment that um, are actually quite fun, you know. Like there's, um, I I got uh, Fez the other day, Alvin. Oh yes, you played Fez. Yeah, and it's really Wicked. fun. It went on sale, and I was like, this is really like addictive. It's it's really basic, but mm. really really addictive. Um, but so many of the AAA titles, I'm just kind of like, oh. You know, okay, so we're doing this again. You know, there's, there's no real. It feels like there's no innovation left in in that bracket anymore. It's just kind of package it up, make sure you include enough of of certain things, and then off you go. And then everybody will run out and buy it, and you know, and that's that. So um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm getting too long in the tooth for gaming now. Am I just kind of at a point where I can't really be bothered with gaming anymore, or? Is it that there's just nothing out there that's interesting? So, um, Rich, I'll come to you in a second, but I wanted to get Alvin's thought first. Um, yeah. So, Alvin, I mean, what do you think? Are we, like, too old for this shit? <laughs> Short answer is no. Right. I, I just think it's kind of like, yeah, at one point, AAA is all fucking you care about. But... Hey, Triple A is all I care about. But um, I think you get to a certain point where you've played a lot of the same kind of thing and you kind of want to discover new stuff and you want to revisit some old things. Um, and, you know, the PC is kind of the place to do that. So I think, I think you're just literally just going through a bit of a, a transitional phase uh, whereby you don't have to get the new Triple A game. If there's a new Triple A game that that kind of you fancy that you see then then you can get it if you want to but it's not going to be the end of the world if you don't like i know i'll, I'll definitely buy the next halo game that comes out that's why i have an xbox one um but for the meantime in between that the only other triple game like a game i bought this year was uh for honor uh and i've not even played that for a, for a good few weeks uh and it was all right you know it kind of i think it's kind of fizzled out for me now at the moment but again, like I said, it is it's all about taste changing. Like I've got I've got a lot of older games on um on my Steam account and also some indies like Sticks Master of Shadows, which I've mentioned before. Mm. Fucking better than Assassin's Creed. Like any Assassin's Creed game after uh, the Ezio trilogy, Sticks Master of Shadows yeah. is better than because it's is that hardcore. You gotta stick to the shadows, hence it's called Master of Shadows. You're a little goblin, a <laughs> fucking stealth goblin. The game's mm. fucking wicked, you know what I mean? And the missions are long as well. You know what I mean? You gotta get from point A to B. There's various mm. you can climb shit, you know, you can do air attacks on people and that. Yo, know, it's there's just options and all you got is a knife, pretty much. You got a knife mm. and a bags of sand to like because you can like fucking throw them at 
the torches so torches go out and then you got your darkness to cover and oh man it's just fucking it's just a good it's just a nice simple indie stealth game so that's what it is it's just your taste of change and that's all i don't i don't I don't, me personally, I don't think I'm ever going to stop playing games. There's never been a point really in, in my adult life where I've gone, oh, maybe I should grow up a bit and play. No, fuck that shit. I'm still going to play games. <laughs> but it's but it's just going to change. The kind of games I'm going to play is going to change, you know what I mean? And and that, I think, yeah, is, yeah. is what's happening with me. Because like I said, in the last few years, most of my money that I've spent on games has gone on PC games and have been cheap as fuck as well. So... Mm. You can keep gaming, even if you're a parent, for example, and you think AAA is a bit too expensive. You can keep gaming. You just need to switch to PC. That's it. That's all you need to do. And just wait for a sale to come and spend, whether it be 10 or 20 pounds, you'll get a good four or five games with that at some point throughout the year. And then you'll just play away, man. That's going to be like X amount of entertainment. Each of those games is going to last more than eight hours. Mm. Mm. True. True, true. Well said. I mean, I've only just started with Fez, and I'm I'm, I'm liking it. Um, so yeah, maybe it is just a case of taste changing. But um, Rich, I, I said, you know, we were we were having this chat about it, and you know, we were both kind of like, wow, like, <laughs> are we are we really going to keep doing this kind of thing? You know, are we really going to keep getting hoodwinked? I guess by these um, AAA titles that you know we spend lots of money on, and then kind of lose interest in after about you know sort of three months or so um so you know what did you think about about that do you think it's it's kind of a thing that our tastes are changing or or just that what's out there at the moment isn't really you know cutting the mustard um i don't i don't think that is our, our tastes are changing i just think that we've we've come from an era where we've we've had some like classics like and, and i'm talking when i I'm, I'm saying like even like mario one is a classic like pong is a classic like other people now you know like when when you see those little videos of like the kids and they and they get given a walkman you know and, and like you know and they don't know how it works so they get given like a like an old school ipod or like you know and and they don't appreciate where everything started from so i think that's mm. what it is for us because i look at i look at the majority of the stuff that we're given and like you said there's like a new what modern warfare or, or call of duty type of thing and it does there doesn't, doesn't seem to be any form of like you know, passion in it anymore. It's just like they're just churning it out just to make money. Um, mm. I remember seeing an interview with the guy who did um, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and the director that came on who released it when he he came on halfway through, and he did he did like quite a brave thing for for a computer game that had been in production for quite some time. He said, "Okay, cool. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna start from the beginning," and he and he got he had he got into quite a bit quite a bit of trouble with the staff that worked for Square Enix, and he's he said that his aim was to basically bring the company back up and the only way to bring the company back up was to go back to making really really good games mm. and i think that's one of the i think that's what's missing like you know the games that we're being given now they're just it's just the same thing just being rehashed but there's no passion behind it like it seems almost as if like the the actual software is becoming better but the games are just becoming worse that's what it feels like for me you play like that, yeah you play you play like resident evil one resident evil two and then you get to like Resident Evil Five, and then you or Resident Evil Six, and then you look at even like the the designs of the characters, like Chris Redfield. You know, he's not even somebody that you can even even relate to, or like you know, anymore. Like he's just this big, muscle bound white guy. Whereas like you know, in the original games, he had character and he looked more relatable. Relatable, you know. There's only, there's only a few companies out there now which I think that are making games good enough to remind you of the reason why we originally became gamers in the first place. So, you know, companies like Naughty Dog, 
Square Enix have had a bit of a you know renaissance with Final Fantasy 15. Whether they're able to continue doing that is another matter. But um, as for being too old for gaming, I don't think so. I just think that we know what's good. You know, some people will go. To, you know, some people will go to a restaurant and be like, "Yeah, you know, I'd like a glass of wine." And then you know, some people like us will be like, "Oh, listen, what vintage is the wine?" You know, I, I want to really taste this. I just don't want a glass of grapes. Mm. So you know, so I think that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Good answers, guys. Um, yeah, that gives a lot of food for thought. And um, if there's any older listeners out there who are listening to this as well, hopefully that's giving you some food for thought as well. Um, let us know as well. Like, I mean, especially if you're an older listener and, and you, you're a gamer as well, um, you know, get in touch with us, man. Holler at us on Twitter or on Facebook or via email. I'll, I'll give you all the contact details at the end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I'd be really interested to know, like, you know, what you guys think about the, the state of gaming at the moment and whether you still have the same passion for it now that you had when you got into it or do you think the market's changed in any way or do you think we're just kind of jaded and, and old? Um, yeah, let us know what you think. All right, cool, man. Um, oh, yeah, I should probably mention as well, I did um, download, I don't know if you know this, Alvin, I downloaded um, two mobile games. Uh, I got uh, Dynasty Warriors Alliance and Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run, I think I played three levels or four levels, and then they tried to ask me for a tenner to <laughs> they can kiss my big old black ass for that. I'm not giving them a tenner just to play another level. Um, so I thought that was outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. That, that really pissed me off. Um, so I deleted that. Um, Dynasty Warriors Alliance uh, is pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I played some of the other Dynasty Warriors games on PS3. Um, so I'm quite familiar with it. And, you know, I'm quite a fan of, of that uh, Chinese style mythology and, and um, the, the, the big battle sequences, the gaining the magics. Um, I mean, effectively, it's, it's a, a, an RPG, but um, just based around like combat, heavily based around combat. Um, and it's it works really well on on the mobile. Although the levels are starting to get a little bit repetitive now, um, because you get to a point where you've got to like buy um, magics and you know upgrade weapons and, and things like that. And it, it yeah, it, it, it kind of gets a bit repetitive. But but I mean it's it's not too bad. But um, yeah, for me, like I said, Super Mario Run, I, I downloaded it and I was like, nah, mate, no, you're not getting a tenner out of me just to. <laughs> just to have a couple more levels to play and then what happens when i pass those levels i've got to give nintendo another tenner like no thanks so um yeah i'll, I'll pick up a, a, an old game boy and play mario on that but um yeah rich i know you deleted the game as well didn't you was it for the same reason or did you just get like think this wasn't working for you listen it, it was just nonsense it was just it was just Mario running and you just got to tap the screen i was like forget that man that's long like, <laughs> like, what did you think no, it was like, did you not see beforehand I just I just heard about it, so I thought that was going to be one of those things where, like, you can actually control him on screen and stuff like that. And no, like, you know, Super Mario yeah. jumping, Super Mario run. What's it called? Super Mario running, Super it. Mario endless run. runner. Yeah, Super Mario run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, but no. But the thing is, you need to take into account. Okay, that's what nah, the thing nah. is. No, 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 no. Hear me out. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, essentially, what we were given isn't any different to anything else. But Coming from Nintendo, I thought they were really going to try and like you know do something like we'll be like okay wow. So that's the reason nah, why nah, I was nah. like that. They want, like, they want like, that nah, fucking, they want that fucking money in it. You know what I mean? They want that mobile yeah. money. They're not fucking ass really. They'll give you Mario and it will look good yeah. on a phone. 
you you ain't going backwards and forwards and fucking jumping <laughs> up and all that. No, you can't control shit. You can just only control when he jumps. That's that's what it's thing about like mobile money. You, you like even mm. fucking Konami's trying to get some of that fucking mobile money, man. Mobile mm. game because people are fools with mobile gaming. Casuals yeah. will fucking spend loads of cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, you need to buy in-game items. Casuals will do that. You know what I mean? Mm. They don't really fuck. It doesn't fucking compute in reds that they're not getting the money's worth. You know what I mean? Whereas for us, it, it fucking computes. So when they go uh, give us some cash, we're like, no, nah, not really. If you want to give me a full game, then maybe. Mm. Yeah. But Nah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Nintendo, but you can do one with that with Super Mario Run, mate. No, I'm I'm not having that. <laughs> that that actually like that actually deeply offended me <laughs> that they turned around and asked me for a tenner, for a tenner to play another level. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Is it just one level, or does that unlock the whole game? Well, it, it, it no, I don't even think it unlocks the whole game. You know, from get out, really? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it does. I think it unlocks another like four or five levels, and then once you got mm. past those, you had to pay another one. And I was like, they're nah. taking a piss. No, that game should be no more than a. F- I, I wouldn't pay more than a fiver for a mobile game. No, I wouldn't yeah. pay. I wouldn't pay. <laughs> no, seriously, I wouldn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we got like like I got months of use out of Pokemon Go, and I didn't have to pay a, a bloody thing because true that, was, true that. Like, you know you don't have to. It was it was all about you know the the um the convenience and the experience of using the game on your mobile. So it it would you know there was no need for me to pay anything, and and you could pay, make in game payments if you wanted to. I think no, tell a lie. I think I did pay like thirty p for more coins or something like that. And and that was it, you know, like it, and and that worked great. That's why that game had so much legs. Nintendo tried to come in and like, yeah, we're Nintendo. We've got Mario. Pay us ten pound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't work like that. So, yeah, they can go to hell. <laughs> All right, listeners, well, we're coming towards the end of the show now. But um, as uh, before, we go actually. Yes, let's do the question of the week because we missed out on that on the last uh, podcast. Um, and it's usually a lot of fun, and this week was no different. Um, although maybe fun isn't quite the right word to use based on the question. So if you guys follow us on social media, um, you'll know that every time we're doing a podcast now, we, we try and incorporate a question of the week to get you, the listeners, involved in, in what we do. So this week's question uh, was a simple one. It was, uh, what movie or TV moment has moved you to tears? So in other words... Is there something out there that you've watched that made you cry? Now, um, we got quite a lot of convergence in answers. Um, and we got some very detailed answers as well from some people. So um, I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. But before we do that, Alvin, we didn't get an answer for you. And I know, I know for a fact that Star Wars has made you cry. So come on. <laughs> what moment yeah. in Star Wars made you cry, man? Okay. Well, when I, when I first saw Special Edition of Return of the Jedi, um, after watching, obviously, A New Hope and Empire, I cried. Uh, and also, yo, I didn't cry at the end of Rogue One, but it got me teary. And actually, after Carrie Fisher passed and I saw it again, it got me teary then as well. Um, but I'm actually going to go for a different moment. Uh, so from season one air quotes of doctor who oh no 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 i tell a lie season two uh parting of the ways i think the episode is called it's like the finale and it's when uh rose tyler is in an alternate universe and the doctor is using uh kind of like a black hole to send a message through uh via hologram uh to yeah. rose uh and he's about to tell her that he loves her but it 
kind of like the star collapses and the, the message ends and he's not able to tell her that he loves her. And she's just left there, stood on the beach, a tear down her face and he's in the TARDIS, tear on his face. Uh, I, I, I literally think that's one of the saddest moments on TV that I've ever seen. I've, I've never been affected by anything like that on TV before. It still, it still gets to me a bit now when I see it, but I thought that was a brilliant piece of writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. Um, and Rich, did you want to tell people what your choice was? Yeah. Um, okay, I've got, I've got two, just after what Alvin said. The first one will be brief. Um, mm-hmm. And it does bring us, it's also from Doctor Who, but it's when David Tennant leaves. And it's the whole build-up <gasps> for that episode. Yes. Where it's basically, <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's such a well-crafted episode where you think he's actually going to survive. But it's just that last line that he says, like, I don't want to go. And that just it breaks my heart every single fucking time. I'm not in the room with a kid now. But it's, it's just that whole thing of, like, it just reminds you of how, how mortal he is. As much as he is, as he is a mortal, like, you know, he's, there's still something there. And I think that was a nice little touch. But um, my, my choice that I posted up was um, when Peter Quill, uh, when his mother passes away, and oh, also at, no yeah, Richard, and, fucking yeah, hell, <laughs> and also and, and also at the end, at the end when um yeah he's basically when he's reaching for the gem and he doesn't see anybody else, he just sees his mom and his mom's going like, listen, Peter, take my hand, Peter, take my hand, yeah, man, every single time, man, every single that's, time. That's that that's me. that's the one thing that makes like Guardians of the Galaxy really human. You know, yeah. you, you don't know there's going to be a recall later to it, so when it happens, yeah. uh, you just kind of like, oh, it's really sad. Yeah. But yeah, great, good one, great one, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, yeah. um, for me, uh, there was two really that moments that, that kind of stood out. There's um, this one will always stay with me. I mean, there's been lots of things. I actually wrote an article about um, the movies that made me cry on the blog as well, so you can check that out, listeners. But um, there's one film that will always stay with me, and that's uh, The Champ. Yeah, um, oh, fucking from, yeah, the 80s with John Voight. Um, and you obviously you know which scene it is. It's the, the scene at the end when um you know he's lying dead on on this um on this bedding. Sorry, I should explain that the champ for those who haven't seen it is basically a movie about a washed up boxer who gets one last shot at the uh, fighting for the world title um, and he's a single parent as well um, to a young boy who's uh, I think about five in the film if I remember rightly five or six years old yeah um, and uh, yeah basically it's him and his son and you know he's been raising his son by himself and he gets this this last shot um, to you know to kind of have a go at glory and, and win the title um, and you know he wins the fight but unfortunately he dies um, backstage after the the, the fight and um, you know, one of the final scenes of the movie is his son um, being brought into the dressing room to to see him, um, and the son sort of runs into the room and and sees the dad lying on on this slab and is pulling his hand, going, "Dad, wake up! You did it! You won! You won!" Um, you know, and there's all these men in the room, and there's not a single man who's who's not bawling his eyes out. And the old trainer comes up to the kid, and he's like, "No, he's gone now. He's gone. Like, you know, you you can't speak to him. He's gone." It's like, "Well, what do you mean he's gone? You can make him come back, can't you?" Um, and I remember just bawling my eyes out to that, and I think I was about eight or nine years old when it came out, and I I don't know why it got me so much, but I just bored i really did so yeah that that it still sticks with me to this day i mean i've, I've only ever seen the champ once and i'll never see it again because of that um I, I don't know why i can't deal with that that scene but i just can't hmm. um and the other one obviously is is up 
um, <laughs> the, the opening sequence from Up is it's just um, so well done, isn't it? It's just superb, man. It's superb. It's amazing. Um, and you know, those of you who know me personally know that I've had my my ups and downs um, with fertility and, and struggles with that. And you know, it's 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 quite personal. Um, so to see the way that they've done that sequence and they've done it so so intelligently and with so much humanity and dignity but also you know showing the the pain of, of that sequence and then the pain of losing somebody you love as well and oh my god it's just, it, it's genius i mean I, like the the people who, who who wrote it the screenwriters the directors the animators who managed to draw so much life out of that scene it's just genius absolute genius so yeah the, those were my two but there are many others as well so I said check out my um, blog post on that but let's get to everybody else's so um first up uh we had kentima big up kentima she said um uh, the green mile made her cry i'm, I'm assuming that's uh, coffee's death scene she's talking about um leon uh i'm assuming again maybe the ending scene for that yeah because the ending scene was quite tough and that wasn't it um and when rue dies in the hunger games um uh Lou Freepwood, hi Lou. Uh that's aka Afro Cosplay that you remember we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um she also said the opening scene from Up. Um Bambi's mother dying in Bambi, um, Dumbo, uh, when his mum's locked in a cage, um, Futurama and Fry's dog waiting for him. Oh god, yeah. Comments. Yeah, that's a sad one, man. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. Yeah, that is quite sad actually. I, I do, I do remember that. Um Liz Diego said Creed, uh, the moment when he first meets Rocky and you realize Rocky is an old man, um, was tough to take. Uh, she said the whole film in general, though, made her cry. Um, and Logan uh, was quite emotional for her as well. Um, Glenn and her podcast, uh, shout out to them. They said uh, Forrest Gump, the first scene when he starts talking uh, to the lady on the bench and you realize how much suffering he's gone through. Um, Gentlemen of Learning, big up to you, said um, up as well. Um, Christina Ag Allegria Williams said the ending of Dances with Wolves when the wind is in his hair and he's shouting about how he will always remember his friend and he will always be his friend. Um, <clears throat> let's see who else was there. Sharpie voted for up as well. And she said Bambi and Dumbo as well. And she said a documentary about Toy Story 3. <laughs> Not <laughs> even the movie, but the documentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toy Story 3 is, 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 if I hadn't said up, yeah, Toy Story 3 was. Oh, God, the bit with the hands. Oh, the whole, the, that whole movie. Dude, oh, like, the know, last yeah. scene when, when Andy gives his toy. Oh, dude, like. And, and he looks well, from the I, car I window. Care. When and I watch that look on his face, like and I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's just so brilliant. Like, seriously, Pixar are, are, are just geniuses, but they're manipulative sons of bitches as well. Yeah, man. They know. They know. They know. They know. The they know. Bastards. <laughs> Um, the PTR Limited podcast said uh, what dreams may come and always um, what dreams may come is Robin Williams isn't it the Robin Williams yeah yeah it is yeah 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 I remember that uh, always I don't know so I'll have to look that one up always um, I know that that's Richard Dreyfus, I think and John Goodman I think Richard Dreyfus comes back as a ghost oh yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah 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 no gotcha 
Um, okay, Gabriella. Hi, Gabriella. She said, um, "P.S. I love you." Uh, okay. Always gets her. Um, and Dee Blue Guna said, "Never-ending story when Artax dies in the swamps of sadness." Um, and yeah, I remember that. That was pretty brutal as well. Like, because again, I remember seeing that in the cinema when I was really young, um, and that was hard to take. Do, do you guys remember? That mess you up. Hmm? I'm surprised that didn't mess you up. Yeah, it did mess me up, man. Mm-hmm. I remember that's an awful scene. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a horrible scene. <laughs> and um, yeah, did you remember it, Rich? You wanna know the joke? And you guys are gonna cuss me right now. Never liked it, never in the story, never finished it. What? <laughs> never, never <laughs> liked like, 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 Yo, listen. I'm being serious, as in like oh, it came oh, out, it came out. Light the torch. <laughs> head over to, to Richard's house. Yeah, I say we yeah, strap like, into like, a chair like, and put it on, put on the DVD. <laughs> well, Clockwork Orange style, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, literally, man. like um, I, I remember it coming out. I remember all of my friends liking it, and I remember watching it and going like, "Yeah, like I like I remember being a kid and just not being able to get into it." Wow. Don't know why. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. There you go. You learn something you think, new every day, man. You think you know something, <laughs> and then they turn around and slap you in the face with stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last one goes, um, and this is a big, big shout out to um, a friend of mine, Joan, who always listens to us. Hey, Joan. Um, she's given me a long, long ass list. So I'm going to keep it brief here because we've already covered some of these. Um, but some of the ones she's mentioned was Billy Elliot. Um, just in general was emotional a star is born um never really made me feel any way a star is born but i know people who do feel the way i don't think, don't think i've seen that no. um it's the liza minnelli one i think oh okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> um ghost she mentioned as well um All right. which I think for some people yeah is quite emotional um bridget jones yeah it's interesting um sex in the city as well I'm not sure which particular. <laughs> 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 um, Chaplin films. Um, yeah, that's the. Well, is it okay, Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. yeah, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Big Hero Six. She said made her feel emotional. Oh um, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that gets me. Yeah. Um, the Lion King. Oh, yeah. The Lion King does. I mean, yeah. like the, it, it didn't make me cry, but the 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 whole circle of life thing at the beginning is very kind of like stirring. It's it's what Disney do so well. They're so good at doing that kind of like, you know. I said they 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 know how to tug on the heartstrings, and that circle mm. of life scene at the beginning is very emotive and very powerful. And very kind of, you know, it hits you right in the chest, man. Sorry to do a Richard, but um, I've I've never seen it. <laughs> The Lion King. Yeah. What? Never seen it. That's the Lion King. 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 That's the Lion for whatever reason, I've just I've just not bothered seeing it. I don't know why. Like, Laugh don't get me wrong. Laugh I know it's good. Like, I've seen a bit with <laughs> nope. the fucking world of beast and all that. Fuck you. Nope. <laughs> so I don't know what fucking <laughs> happens anyway. So fucking I don't. Like, I'm gonna probably see the live action bullshit. Well, say live action. Just see yeah, that's even worse. That's even worse. Mouth. You actually oh, you, you yeah. know what happens uh, in it, and you haven't even seen it. No, 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 oh no, no, no. man, like that's oh. not my fault. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. 
Listen, so, but is, it's your fault you haven't seen you, it. You need, to, it. you need to turn around right now. Turn around from Richard's house. <laughs> go, go up north to Alvin. Make a pilgrimage up north to Alvin's. Someone fault. bring him a copy of the. I wanted to see it. I just never got around to see it, man. When it came out in the nineties, just never got around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the nineties, listen. In the nineties, we're we're like the twenty what twenty tens now, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> all, man. Look, man. It's not my all fault, right, man. Everybody, thank you so much for um, participating in the question of the week. As said, um, this is going to be a thing that we'll be doing going forward as well. So um, it's always a lot of fun and it's always good to hear from you guys who listen to us as well and what you think uh, about these different things. So there'll be another question that will go out next week um, on next week's podcast, um, just before that, in fact, on our social media. So uh, give us a, a follow on social media and we'll keep you up to date with that. Uh, if you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook. We have a dedicated Facebook page now, um, simply Wulong Talks on Facebook. So just type that in and we'll pop up there. You can also get us on Twitter at Wulong Talks and also on Instagram at Wulong Talks as well. So uh, pop along there and, and as I said, give us a follow and we'll let you know when the next one is up. Right. Okay. That's it for us. Um, Alvin, uh, did you want to let people know about your vlog video for um, Star Wars Celebration as well? Yeah. If you go to my YouTube channel, you can find it by typing in uh i think i have a big a the man geek or the man geek and you should be able to find my channel uh and then on there is a uh a star wars celebration vlog uh documenting uh all four days alternatively uh you can find me on twitter at big a 85 gl uh also that's the same handle for my instagram as well and uh but on the twitter you'll be able to see like the it's pinned to the top so you can just click on it and view it from there cool cool um, um, Rich Kid, uh, do you want to let people know where they can holler at you? Yeah, uh, Rich Reviews um, on Instagram. Obviously, we've got the the, the Wulong Talks Instagram as well and the website. Um, oh, yeah, and um, I'm also on Twitter as well, but like I said, I never use it. I will one day. That's, I always, that's why I always bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually we'll drag your ass screaming in the 21st <laughs> century, man. Eventually. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, um, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, before we go, I did want to say a big, 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 big up to um, to Lucy and James Spooner. Um, they're two listeners who have followed us from the very beginning, uh, and they recently celebrated their wedding anniversary as well. So, congratulations to the both of you. Oh, Congrats. Uh, yeah, yeah, wonderful time. Yeah, it was really nice, man. And um, yeah, they're two really cool people as well. So yeah, big yourselves up, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, listeners. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, as I said, we will be back next week with a fresh, crispy podcast. Um, but this is it for now. So I'm going to say goodnight. Um, big A, say goodnight. Night, peeps. And Mr. Rich Kid, say goodnight. Goodnight, goodnight. Cool. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.